Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot. It is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have a special treat for you. So a couple of years ago, I created a digital course called Creating and Living a Life That You Love. It was this really beautiful course, and it's not available right now because um, it's under some construction, and we're putting some new tools into it and creating a new workbook. So it will come back um, probably in about six to eight months. But what I wanted to do today was because we are now, as uh, when I post this, we are in June. So we're, we've, we're a few months into the new year. Um, maybe you've started to work towards those goals that you've set. Maybe you've achieved some of the goals that you've set. Or maybe you have just put the goals aside and you're just like, you know what, screw it. This is too much work. I don't even know where to begin. I'm just going to end it right there. Or maybe you haven't even set any goals yet, but you want to. So I'm sharing with you the end of that workshop that I just mentioned, which is creating heart-centered goals while also creating an aligned action plan and how to create healthy habits. So there's three things in here. There's my contagiously positive girl step-by-step goal setting process, my step-by-step action plan process, because if you don't have an action plan, that's typically what makes the goals just fall by the wayside. And then um, some steps to really keep you motivated um, to living out your action plan and making it habitual so that you don't actually have to think about it every day. It just feels so normal and you just wake up and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is my habit. So sit back. It's about 45 minutes long, so it's a little bit longer than usual, Um, but I have done longer podcasts, so don't worry. I promise you there are useful tools in here, and enjoy, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this special podcast episode because I really loved doing this workshop last year, and I love that I have a platform where I get to share it with all of you while we make some beautiful changes to it. So enjoy. We are going to have a lot of fun. Creating heart-centered goals is one of my favorite things because it helps me align with what I really want, not with what I think I should want. And that is why we spent so much time on the visions and really 
giving you tools on overcoming a lot of the obstacles that prevents us from even writing down the goal, let alone achieving the goal. Most of us have goals. We set them to give us clarity and we set them to give us guidance to help us focus on the year or task ahead. So whether it's your career or your relationship or your health or personal professional development, you've most likely set a goal this year. But have you really thought about why you want that goal? Have you really thought about if it's a true desire that you're inspired and motivated to achieve? Have you asked yourself, is this going to enhance my life? Is this going to enhance the vision that I have for my life? Is this going to bring me joy. One of the obstacles that many of us hit is that we don't take time to figure out if the goals we are setting are realistic, meaning do they align with our true values, our desires, our wants, our needs, our visions. And when your goals are in alignment with what you truly desire, you are setting yourself up for success because your goal is a make you jump out of bed goal. It's a let's do this. I am so motivated goal. And Danielle Laporte says, if your goals are synced with the substance of your heart, then achieving them won't matter much. So there are two things that I want you to visualize. Yes, we're kind of back at visualizing, sorry. There are two things I want you to figure out and connect to to figure out if your goals are soulful, heart-centered, truly wanted goals. So number one, before you even set the goal, I want you to begin by closing your eyes and visualizing what you want. Or even if you have goals already set, visualize, is this something that I really want? Is it aligned with the visions that I just set? So every time a thought or idea comes to your mind, pay attention to how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel giddy, joyful, energized, and wanting more of it, that is probably something that you are going to want to spend more time thinking about. If it makes you feel unmotivated, kind of icky, or just really lacks any feelings at all, it just might fall into the category of something that you thought you should want or something that you wanted before but you don't really want it anymore. So questions you can ask yourself are, will it expand my life? Will achieving this reflect my true values and heart's desires? Will it excite me? Does it excite me? Will it fill my life with more soul-fulfilling experience? And then before you get very strategic about the goals, write it out. Like just do a quick little write-out session. Just free write. Take those energizing ideas that came to you while you were dreaming and write them all down. What will it require? What are the possibilities? What will it take of your time and even your finances to achieve it? Because oftentimes we set a goal without really thinking about the commitment. And it's not that you don't want to do the work. It's about becoming really clear on what work you actually want to put your precious time, money, and energy into. So this dreaming phase dreaming on the visions that you've set before you set the goal is really important but it is so easy to become motivated in this phase only to see it dwindle when we begin because we haven't thought about what it is going to take and when you write it all out even do the research you can check in and see if you are still lit up and willing to go that extra mile 
there's this great, great book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Mason. And he says, what are you willing to suffer for? Meaning, what temporary sacrifices are you willing to make to achieve the things that you most desire? So if you want a new career, but you are 100% not willing to go back to school, you might want to choose an option from your vision that doesn't require additional schooling. But if you were willing and truly want it, temporary sacrifices included, you will not only do it, but you will be motivated to do it. It might not feel effortless, but it won't feel daunting because it is backed by inspiration. Aligning your goals with heart is such a beautiful act of self-love. So forget about what everyone else wants or what you think you should do or want and begin to do and be what you want. And the old way of setting goals didn't work for me. I would write it down, I would go through the steps, and they would sit there unlived. I would look at the timeline, and then I would get frustrated or become disappointed that it didn't get done. I would look at the goal that I wrote down, and I would be uninspired by how little soul or positive energy it had. And I realized that I was setting goals based on an external outcome, not an internal outcome, meaning something that would enhance my life, something that would enhance and ignite my positive emotions. Your feelings, and we've been talking about feelings a lot, are what steers you towards your desire. It's like having power steering for your life. Now that you have a starting point, putting your attention on what you do want instead of what you don't want or don't have, the next step is to make these visions come true. You now know what you want in each life area And now you're going to give yourself permission to go after it. So the next step on your journey to creating and living a life you love, once you're sure, for sure, you're ready to set a goal, is to create goals with heart and soul. And that means figuring out what you want and making a plan to make it happen. Because how are you going to get to where you want to go if you don't even know why or how you are going to get there? So you are more likely to get what you want if you create a goal and write it out in detail. And I asked someone once what their health goal was and they said it was to live a long time. Not to be healthy, just literally to live a long time. And let me just say, That is not a great goal. That is not a heart-centered, infused goal. And I say that because the truth is, we don't know how long we're going to live. You could live until you're 100. You could live until you're 40. You could live another month. You just don't know. And listen, you don't want to do all that feeling sick and being unhealthy or unhappy. So my wish for you is to set goals that will help you enjoy every moment with the time that you do have, whether it is 40 years, 50 years, or 100 years. I want you to cherish life. And that is why you are going to bring your core desired feelings into your goals and create those soulful heart goals. A soulful goal is one that allows you to live a healthy, happy, vibrant, energizing, fulfilling, Billing makes you want to jump out of bed. Let's enjoy life goal. And as I've mentioned, for me to achieve a goal, it has to have fire under it. And if my goals are not infused with passion 
and a deep desire to achieve it, it's not going to get done. And even if it does get done, it's not going to feel satisfying. So that's why I created Contagiously Positive Goal Setting. I needed something that had soul. I needed something that had fire and passion. And the following step-by-step process will help you turn those desires, those wants, those visions, those needs, those gotta have it into goals. You need to know where you want to go before you get from where you are to where you want to be. Otherwise, it is going to feel like you are constantly going around in circles, knowing that you want to get somewhere, but unsure where you are going or how you are going to get there. That is what we really focused on at the beginning of this. We focused on the what. Now we're focusing on the how. And when you are setting your goals, they need to have a few things. I don't want you to just write down the goal. What I want you to do is visualize it. I know, visualize it. We're back there, always back there. I want you to visualize achieving what you want. I want you to feel the energy and the emotion that comes with it. So let's go through these steps to help you design and create and live a life that you love. So step number one, you're ready to set that goal. First of all, know your why. Here we are going deep into your why. And the first step is getting very clear about why you want to make these changes and why you have set these goals. And when you have a powerful why, the how won't matter because you will do whatever it is going to take to make it happen. You will become comfortable shifting gears and changing things up and shifting it up because you will be so focused on what you desire. So let's use your health as an example. You know that you're, you're about to set a goal around your health, but what is your why for wanting to get healthy and make dietary lifestyle change? What is that thing that's going to inspire you? Is the goal to become healthier because you have been feeling sick? Is it to lose weight? Is it to increase your energy? Is it to boost your self-confidence? Is it to heal your body of any pain that you're feeling? Do you want to heal from digestive issues? Do you want to prevent disease? Are you fueling your brain to be healthier mentally? so that you can take on daily tasks and stress? Do you want to gain more energy so that you can do all the things that you not only want to do, but that you need to do? Or are you doing it to feel healthy and happy? Or basically, are you doing it for all of the above? All of the above is why I'm doing it. That's why it's made it on this list. Because again, when I feel happy, maintaining my health is easy. When I feel healthy, doing things that makes me feel happy is also easier. So what is your strong why? What is that main desire to either getting healthy or to losing weight? It's the driving force. What is that driving force that made you decide that today was the day you were going to start and set this goal that you're about to set? And there are no limits to how many whys you can have. Each one is going to help you achieve your goal. Each one is like igniting that fire. And your why is so important because it's the thing that's going to motivate you when you feel it's just too difficult or when you want to give up. It's your inspiration. It helps you overcome negative limiting beliefs. It is your main cause. It is your purpose. And it is that true motivation moving forward. So step two is to be very clear and specific. And saying that you want to lose weight, we're just going to use weight loss again as the example throughout because this is just something that so many of us focus on. So saying that you want to lose weight and get healthy and that you want to feel sexy and confident is 
all great. It's a massive piece of the puzzle. But what does that all look like? What will it take? And this is where visualization comes back in again. Your goals need to be specific and very clear. How did you achieve it? How do you feel? Where are you? What did you do to get there? What does it all look like? How would you feel in five years if you don't have it? And how would you feel in five years if you do have it. So close your eyes and visualize the goal as though you have already achieved it. And the more detailed you are, the more motivated you will be. So sit and daydream about what you truly desire and are working towards. Let your vision pull you towards what you want instead of trying to push and force and stress your way towards it. Your visions are the maps that allow your inner compass to point you to where you want to go. And I keep repeating this because it is so important. How can you get to where you want to go if you don't know where you are going. So not having a life vision is like following a map that has no roads. You will constantly get lost and every goal and every vision that you write down within that goal It's like adding a new road to the map. And with those roads, your inner compass is always pointing you in the right direction, preventing you from getting lost. Step three is to set a timeline. So some of your goals are things you're always going to work towards, like being healthy or being happy. And some of them will have no timeline because it's just a lifelong commitment, like having healthy relationships or working towards personal growth and personal development or maintaining a really good, you know, spiritual practice. However, some goals need to have a timeline so that they can, that timeline can help you stay focused and determined. So again, we'll use losing weight, or maybe you even have a challenge that you want to have like 30 days of no sugar or 30 days being alcohol free. So for the sake of this example, let's focus on weight loss. Wanting to lose weight, again, amazing goal, and your reasons for wanting it are incredibly inspiring that why, but As we all know, it can be really difficult to make changes, even the necessary ones that you really, 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 really want. And setting a timeline will help you shift your focus away from the challenge by becoming your driving force. It gives you a finish line to focus on and something very specific towards. And when choosing a start and an end date, choose a timeline that you feel comfortable with, one that is possible but also challenging. The feeling of I did it is such an incredible way to be your own cheerleader. Step four continues on with this timeline. It's breaking it down. Large goals are often best to be broken down into smaller goals. So I want you to take a look at the goal that you've set and decide if it needs to be broken up into smaller baby goals, especially if it's a biggie with a really long timeline. For example, maybe you have a goal of wanting to lose, we'll just use 100 pounds for the sake of math. So for example, maybe you want to lose 50 pounds, but that can feel really overwhelming when thinking about how you are going to do it. So what I recommend is actually breaking it up into smaller pieces. An example of setting a baby goal for losing 50 pounds looks like this. So if you've decided to lose 10 pounds out of the 50 in, say, 30 days, then your baby goal plus your timeline would be losing 10 pounds by June 15th, for example, if today was May 15th. 
And once you reach that goal on June 15th, then you're going to set your next goal, losing 10 pounds by July 15th. So another 30 days to lose the other 10 pounds. And you're going to keep setting those baby goals until you reach your main goal of losing 50 pounds. And this is so much more sustainable and achievable because it's way less overwhelming this way. If you've ever watched the show, Extreme Weight Loss, the host Chris Powell will work with someone for an entire year. And the first three months, he sets one big goal and he continues setting three-month goals as the year goes on. And this is a great way to keep yourself motivated instead of having that feeling of overwhelm and stress. And often when we try to race to the finish line, especially when it isn't a race, we exhaust ourselves and we give up. And listen, health and happiness, your desires, is a long-time commitment. And breaking it down into baby steps makes the journey so much more enjoyable and focusing on the feeling of achieving each milestone is also amazing because studies show that remembering the feeling when you achieved what you set out to do big or small each step counts will inspire you to keep going and that is why baby goals are such a successful tool always celebrate your successes every success is amazing Step five, what are you willing to give? You do not get anything without giving something up in return. So what will you stop doing to achieve your goal? What are you willing to give or give up? So for example, do you have to give up watching television three nights a week so you can meal prep or work out? Do you have to give up time with your friends so you could work on improving your health? Do you have to stop making excuses and take responsibility for your choices? What is in your way, including yourself, that is not serving your goals and needs to go because usually we are our biggest obstacle. So what do you have to temporarily give up in order to achieve that thing that you really, 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 really want? And step six, this is where we bring it all together. Think of this as your personal goal achieving affirmation. And in this step, I recommend creating a desire statement using all of the steps above that we just talked about, writing your goals out in detail and include everything from each step. Write it as though you were writing specifications for a work order. Include your why, your positive feelings, your timeline, your vision, what you're going to reward yourself with, even what you're willing to do to achieve it. Include every single detail that comes to your mind that will be the inspiration to motivate you to create and live a life that you love. And once you are done writing it out, keep it someplace where you can read it every single day until you achieve what you want. Every incredibly successful person that I speak to reads their desire statement, their goal statement, their goals every single day, twice a day. They do this because they're not waiting for life to happen to them. They are creating it. They are making it happen. And your dreams and your desires and you are way way too important to forget about. So read this statement every single day. When you wake up, at lunch, before you go to bed, keep it in the forefront of your mind all the time so that you don't forget what you're working towards. And step seven... Set your goals and desires, write out your statement, read it daily, but then let it go. Step seven is let it go. Yes, you heard that correctly. But I've worked so hard setting these goals and you want me to just let them go? Listen, 
Of course I want you to hold space for them, but I don't want you to get so attached to it that it causes you stress, anxiety, or heartache. And when we get attached to an outcome, thinking that we need to have total control, we work towards things that either no longer serves us or we miss it because it is in a different package than we imagined it to be. So don't be afraid of not reaching your goals in a specific way that you described in your desire statement. The desire statement is meant to guide you and inspire you, not frustrate and crush you. So for example, if you have set a goal of losing 100 pounds, losing 100 pounds is not as important as the actions you take to get there and the positive feelings you felt. And if you lost 50 pounds out of 100 pounds, I don't want you to think that you have failed. I want you to see the success for what it is. It's awesomeness. You did that. You lost those pounds. Whatever the number on the scale is, the success is all yours. If you have a financial goal that you want to reach and you have $20,000 in debt and you have paid off $10,000 but you didn't reach the timeline in time to pay off all $20,000, you still paid off $10,000 in debt. So these Goals are, yes, they're really important, but so are all the little wins in between them. Every little win, even if you haven't achieved it, especially if you're taking constant action to achieve it, even if it hasn't come to you in the exact timeline or in the exact way that you thought it was going to look, it is still a success because, again, you only fail if you're not trying. And if you're taking action and you're doing whatever it takes to achieve your goal, Every little win, every little baby step, every little action matters. Quitting will only make the process go much slower. So just please keep going. Let it go. Let go of the control and just know that as long as you're taking aligned action, you will eventually get to where you want to go. And step eight, how are you going to get there? You've created the roadmap, you've built the roads, you now know where you were going, you now know what you want, you're now giving yourself permission to go after you to go after what you want, but how are you going to get there? And this is truly the most essential step because it's all about taking aligned action. I've probably said that about 300 times in the past, you know, close to six hours. It's all about taking aligned action. Once we know exactly what we want, how are we going to get it? Making the decisions to get healthy, making the decisions to be happy, making the decision to change your career or to enhance your relationships or whatever it is that you're achieving or paying off your debts or even just increasing financial abundance into your life is not enough if we're not taking aligned action. You must take the necessary action steps to move forward towards your goals, towards your desires, towards your visions and towards your dreams. The actions you take really are significant because it means you are taking control of your life. Everything that you have done up to this point is great and you are doing so amazing, which is why you are now going to get very clear about what actions you are going to take to achieve everything that you want, everything that desire. And if I had not taken any action towards becoming healthy, I would still be unhealthy today. If I had not taken any action towards repairing my toxic mind, I would not be happy today. I work hard at upping my happiness game. I add happiness tools into my day every single day. And do I fall off track? Of 
course I do. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, but I know this for sure. I would not be here today doing this workshop for you, talking about creating and living a life that you love if I didn't remind myself that it's important for me to take daily aligned action to achieving the things that I desire, to living the life that I want to, to live, to loving my life, to enjoying life, to be happy and to feeling fulfilled. And what I want you to know before you take any other step towards achieving your heart's desire is that it's up to you. Remember, your life, your choice. And that means you have to decide if you are ready because without the willingness, you won't feel inspired to take the necessary steps, especially when life becomes too difficult or when life happens. You must also get clear about what actions you are not only going to take, but most importantly, what you want to take to reach your goals. What do you want to do? Not what you think you should do or what everyone else is telling you to do, but what you truly want to do. What actions Actions will inspire you, will motivate you, and light up your heart and soul. What tools in your toolbox do you already have that you know work and that feel really good to you that you can take action towards to achieving the things that you want? And every single day, what you're going to do is you are going to choose to do something that will get you one step closer to achieving your goals and your desires. And you must constantly be taking those steps towards what you want. Even if that step is giving yourself a time out to sit in a warm bath and relax so that you can come back to a more peaceful place so that then you can be inspired and you can remove some blocks so that then you know what action you need to take next. Any action you take, big or small, goes such a long way. So what do you need to do today to get you closer to that goal? Not tomorrow, just today. And sometimes it might look like this. Today, I'm going to practice self-care. Today, I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk. Today, I'm going to eat two healthy meals. Today, I'm going to meditate for clarity. Today, I'm going to take 15 minutes to sit in the sun and just be. Today, I'm going to send my resume out to five companies that I really want to work with. Today, I'm going to put $50 into my savings account. Today, I'm going to put $100 towards that trip I want to take. Today, I'm not going to spend any money because I'm working towards some financial goals. And did you notice how I keep saying today? Of course you're setting long-term goals, but I want you to focus on them one day at a time. Like if you're working towards enhancing relationships, your action could just be today I'm going to do something really kind for someone that I love in my life. If you're working towards changing your career, your action step could be today I'm going to research some career coaches that can really help me get clarity as to what it is that I want. If you're working towards financial abundance, it could your simple action step could just be, today I'm going to work on having a more positive mindset, especially towards paying my bills. If you're working towards being healthy, it can be, today I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk. Everything is in this moment because in this moment is all that we have. And when we go from moment to moment like this, this makes it feel way less overwhelming. And planning for the future is one thing, but future tripping to the point of feeling stressed out defeats the entire purpose of working towards creating a life that you love. You're not going to enjoy it when you get there if you also didn't enjoy the ride. You want to make the road trip part of the fun. 
For me, no matter what goal I have set in my life, I have four action steps that I set each day that actually helps me stay inspired and helps me stay connected so that I can achieve the other things that I want. So health is a long-term forever goal, so I make at least two healthy meals a day. I always want to keep my, my mind clear and really help myself stay in that positive state, so I meditate. I try to meditate every day, 10 minutes a day. Of course, sometimes I fall off, I fall off the rails, but that's just being a human being. But those action steps are on my list every day. The third thing is, is when I wake up in the morning, I express gratitude the moment I open my eyes. And every single morning, I write at least one to two pages a day of all the things that I just need to get out that might be blocking me from having a good day. And my fourth thing is I move my body. It can sometimes just be a short walk, but I move my body. And setting these action steps never stops. It's a lifelong commitment. And sometimes life gets in the way and I don't do it, but I don't freak out or come down on myself. I just push the reset button and I set them again again tomorrow and I actually write them down. I write down all of these little daily action steps so that it takes away from feeling overwhelmed and trying to do everything at once. So I have a really big goal right now around my finances. Well, I have baby stepped it. I have a desire around it. I know why I want it. I know what I'm going to do once I reach that financial goal. Like it is infused. And I do one little thing every single day. I put it on my to-do list to get me closer to that goal. Is it frustrating sometimes that I'm not there yet? Yes, of course. Like I would love for, you know, the magical finance genies up in the sky to just throw that money down at me. But I also know that I'm doing what it takes. The power is in my hand. Action doesn't always look the way we think it looks. So it's really important to make sure that actions sometimes also look like inactions. So I work the work of being happy. So I make it a priority to meditate 10 minutes a day. That is action. I pay attention to where my thoughts are going so that I can stay in a positive mindset. That is action. I practice self-care and self-love. That is action. I say no when I need to or when I want to say no because I just I look at my schedule and it's jammed. That is action. I say yes to things that I really want to do. That is action. So as you can see, living a life that you love isn't always about things. It isn't about always something specific. It's often about emotions. It's about feeling the way you want to feel even when you don't have what you want yet, but you're taking the daily actions of being in a vibrational state to at least be inspired to continue to go towards them. And I say this because you're always going to have a new goal. You are never going to get it all done. There is always going to be a new goal. There's always going to be something else that you want. But living joyfully every day, that's never going to change. Who doesn't want that? And that is why I keep coming back to repeating that the emotion, the feeling is so important. So Every day when you get up, write down what you can do to get you one step closer. Your new full-time job is getting the life that you want. So you just get a free write. Today, I'm going to enter what that action is. What is the easiest thing you can do? What do you want to do? 
sometimes doing the easiest thing is the best thing to do first in order to keep you motivated so that you want to do the second thing. It is no longer about just getting from point A to point B. It is about getting from where you are to where you want to be. And that's not going to be a straight line. There's going to be ups and downs and circles and turns and backwards and U-turns and forwards. And there's going to be paved roads and unpaved roads and massive hills. But I promise you, you will get there. Every action step you take gets you so much closer to the desires and the goals and the visions that you have for your life. Step nine is to keep yourself motivated. It's important to learn ways that you can re-inspire yourself. And a question that I often receive is, how can I stay motivated when I'm trying to achieve the goals that I set for myself, especially when I'm surrounded by so much negativity and doubt and or even if I have limiting beliefs? This is a question I get often, so that's why I've included step nine in the contagiously positive goal setting. Again, knowing what you want is great, but it's just as important to know what you don't want. And if you don't have clarity yet on what you want, start with what you don't want and reverse it. So for me, as I keep mentioning, being healthy and happy is always on the top of my list. Those are my two core desired feelings and everything I do, everything really in every area of my life is to bring health and happiness into my life. Like what else matters, right? So, but in order to do that, I had to get very clear also about what I didn't want. In Anthony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, he says that in order to create lasting changes, you need to raise your standards and create a list of all the things you are no longer going to accept. So everything that took me away from being happy and healthy is what I no longer accept. The things that take away from my core desired feelings are the things that I will no longer allow into my life because they do not serve me and they just have to go. Being unhealthy was something that I no longer accepted the day I walked out of that doctor's office and got poor advice. I would not accept that I was going to be unhealthy for the rest of my life. Also, feeling sick took away from me being happy, and I no longer accepted that. So again, just more proof of the mind-body connection. One of the things that I do is I write down three to five reasons why I'm not going to give up. So when I was struggling with my own personal issues, I focused on positive results, but I also kept a few negative reminders on a piece of paper. And these reminded me that the struggle of change is less of a struggle than being sick or being in debt or being depressed or just feeling unfulfilled with life. And my reasons were the times I couldn't get out of bed because I was feeling too sick and I couldn't go out with my friends or I didn't feel like spending time with anyone because I was feeling so depressed or the times when I couldn't pay my bills. And positivity is great, but it isn't always the main motivator when it comes to achieving your goals, especially when you start to feel good because what happens when we start to feel good is we forget why we were doing the things that we were doing in the first place. So we need these reminders more when things are going well in our lives because we tend to often revert back when we start to see positive results. We start to say things like, well, I don't need to do that anymore because I'm feeling good. That's not the case. We always need to be taking aligned action towards our desires, towards our visions. Because if we get too comfortable, we become stagnant and then we start to feel unfulfilled. 
So what you can do here if you want to use those things that you're no longer going to accept to motivate you is write down everything you could think of that you no longer accept in your life because it's been keeping you from feeling the way you want to feel or keeping you from achieving the things that you want to achieve. What are your personal reasons that you're never going to give up on achieving your goals? Write them down and put them in a place where you will be reminded every single day about what you're working towards achieving and of course why you were working towards achieving it. So creating a healthy lifestyle, achieving our goals, exercising, eating healthy, positive thinking, overcoming limiting beliefs, it really all comes down to what we make habitual. It has more to do with the things in our lives that we create momentum with than it actually has to do with willpower or motivation. So good or bad, we are very habitual by nature. So if we can make our actions habitual, we will achieve basically whatever we want. I want you to be able to take daily actions, but I want it to be super habitual for you so you don't need to give it much thought. And I believe that change occurs by creating new positive habits, not just by removing habits that are no longer serving us. When you feel like you are giving something up, a feeling of lack occurs. So what I recommend is to focus on the good habits and changes you want to make. And if you focus on adding positive habits, aligned actions, these will eventually create out the ones that are no longer serving you in a healthy and happy way. Instead, the positive habits, those aligned actions that you're taking every single day will motivate and inspire you, whereas thinking you are giving something up will make you feel like you've lost something. So here are some steps you can take to make your actions habitual and to make healthy and happy the everyday norm. So number one, just make the decision. Before you even begin, make a commitment to yourself to break a habit that is not serving you in a positive way and decide that you are going to do what it takes to make it happen. Again, without a willingness to change, change cannot occur. And the second thing is to know your why. Why are you changing the habit? There is always a reason we are doing something, and it is usually because we want to enhance a core desired feeling. We do most things to feel a certain way. Usually it's to feel happy. So a key to being successful is to really understand why you want to change the habit. And just like the why when setting your goals, it is your inspiration and your motivation. So the third thing is to identify your triggers. What are your inner cues and triggers that cause you to respond in a certain way or grab a certain food? Is it stress? Is it sadness? Is it a habitual routine? Is it a toxic relationship? Is it a limiting belief? Be really honest with yourself. There is no judgment here because we all have triggers. Know what makes you tick. Believe in yourself. You can do this just like what we talked about, about getting rid of the I can'ts when we were talking about limiting beliefs. I want you to just put it somewhere that there is nothing I cannot do if I commit myself to doing it. And I promise you, if you commit to the things that you want, to your goals, to your visions, eventually that commitment will start to serve you. But as I keep saying, you need to believe in yourself. 
And by believing in yourself, what you can do is just identify the habit you want to change, list the pros and cons of the habit, write down your why behind wanting to break the habit, write down the new positive habit that you were going to replace it with because you don't want to feel like you're giving something up. So make sure you have a replacement and then record your cues, your triggers, and your emotions surrounding the habit. And most importantly, record those successes. This is a really great way to squash those limiting beliefs you have if you've fallen off track and you haven't taken any action. Again, this is all about pushing that reset button. So keep track of the good. Keep track of the bad and the frustrating. Let that stuff go. Keeping a journal has been one of the most successful tools for me, especially for creating and maintaining healthy life habits. So the first step is recording the habit you want to break. And then during the process, keep a log and keep track of your journey. And this is a really great way to see where you need to recalibrate or to see where you need to celebrate your successes. I really do enjoy this. Honestly, if I could recommend one tool that you could just do right away is just every day for like 10 minutes, just write stuff out, get any negativity out onto the page, get the positivity out on the page, just get all that stuff that is always like taking up too much space in your head and get it out on paper. This is a really, really amazing tool. And then just make it repetitive. And that's what I was saying about today, I'm going to do this. And the way to make your actions habitual, to make working towards creating and living a life you love habitual is repetition, repetition, repetition. And as you've realized throughout this workshop, I repeated a lot of things over and over again, because sometimes it takes us hearing it seven times before it actually sinks in and before we actually actually hear it and then most importantly feel it and that is the way to create new habits it doesn't happen all in one day it is also the way we create bad habits so the reverse is true as well listen you don't become unhealthy overnight it starts with one habit repeated over and over and over again you don't form a limiting belief overnight it starts with one tiny seed that we continue to plant day after day, thought after thought. So let's replace those bad habits with healthier habits and eventually you will find what works. And with enough repetition, you're no longer going to need to think about the choices you are making because they become so automatic that the choice is already made in your subconscious mind for you. It also has a domino effect. So let's take your health for example. Creating a healthy habit of eating breakfast will eventually make you start to also want to have healthy lunches because you're going to feel so good from breakfast, you're going to want to maintain that good feeling feeling. And the more good habits you form, the more it will spill over into other areas of your life. You just start to watch the magic happen. So daily habits, or as I like to think of them, rituals, are small constructive actions done on a routine basis. And these actions can quickly give you a sense of accomplishment and forward momentum to help you achieve all of the other things that you want. And daily habits form a foundation upon which a major change can take place. So what action, if taken on a regular basis, would make a massive difference in your life? It could be walking three times a week. It could be meditating for 10 minutes a day. It could be setting aside $10 every single week to put into your savings account. It could be scheduling weekly self-care. It could be repeating daily affirmations. It could be writing in your daily gratitude journal. It could be getting good quality sleep. It could be meal planning and food prepping on your days off. 
It could be expressing love to those around you. Maybe every day you get into the habit of just letting one person in your life know that you love them. It could be doing one good thing at work to help you enhance your positivity in the workplace. And not everyone likes routines or habits, but the thing about routines is it simplifies our life, it clarifies our life, and it creates an order and balance and familiarity, especially during high stress. So rituals really can be a foundation for success if you use them properly. Be dull in your everyday routine so that you can be wildly creative where it truly counts. So during high stress, rituals are like having a home base to come back to. They work because they allow you to concentrate on what's really important. Once you set them, they save you time and energy because you won't have to plan or think about them, giving you more time to work towards the things that really matter to you. Do not wait for someone else to create and live a life that you love. Create it. Do it. Take aligned action towards it. Visualize it. Remove those limiting beliefs. Work towards overcoming those fears and taking action anyway. Follow your dreams. Follow your passions. Listen to your inner guide. Have a positive mindset as much as you can. Work towards getting out of the negative vortex. And remember everyone, as always, be happy, be healthy, and of course, be contagiously positive. If you liked this episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, help me make it contagiously positive by reviewing, by commenting, by sharing, and by just putting it out into the world, I would be forever grateful. Together, we can make unleashing your inner contagiously positive contagious.